Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the podcast, The Joyful Frugalista, and now here's your host, Serena Bird. Hello, Frugalistas. I'm filled with joy to announce the launch of The Joyful Fashionista, an online marketplace for buying and selling secondhand clothes. Sell for free as an opening special in January and February 2022. Hello, Frugalistas. You may not recognise the voice. I'm usually the one supporting in the background. It's Neil, by the way. But today we have a very special guest. And all the guests are very special, but this one is particularly special. Let's give a very warm welcome to Serena Bird. Yay! Thanks, honey. I don't know how I feel about being described about being very special, but thank you. Serena, it's the start of the new year, and we thought we'd start with a little personal podcast and an interview of you. Oh, thank you. Serena, what should your listeners expect from the podcast for 2022? Oh, lots of exciting things. I try not to use the word should, actually, because we could, just because, you know, I'm a bit particular like that. But no, seriously, I have some fabulous guests lined up. This one, obviously, where I'm the guest. Ha, 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 ha. But actually, I'd really actually like to hear from my listeners to find out what they would like to hear more about. Like, usually I have a fairly good idea from the stats in terms of what resonates. And what I find does really well is topics specifically about investing and investment tends to do really well and things about sustainability and savings as well. And Fabulous late start a fire, my goodness. <laughs> Had her twice as a guest, but that just goes off and so does Effie Zahos. So I think strong females or women who are good with saving investing are really fabulous. But I do have some more guests lined up this year to talk about things about investing. In fact, my next guest will be about property investing. And oddly, that's an area I haven't done a lot on, even though I love property investing. Okay, you're a goal-orientated person. It's been a new year. You must have had a resolution or two. What goals have you set yourself for this year? Let's start with personal goals. Yeah, you can tell that you know me and not to play Monopoly with me. I'm a very goal-oriented person. So I have two main words that I've set for myself for themes. Usually most years I set one word, but this year I've set two. And one is to be tech savvy and to be really comfortable with technology. And the second is Fabulous 50 because I've got my 50th birthday happening in October. My goodness, how did that happen? And uh, I've left the, let the COVID kilos pile up. Like, you know, the last couple of years have been a bit stressful. They've been stressful for everyone, but I just acknowledge that it's time now to really, really, really focus on health and well-being. Okay, that's a bit of a personal one. But what about business and other adventures you're going on this year? Yeah, it's going to be a big year. Hopefully, hopefully the borders are going to be open and things are going to be doing really well. So I guess the first news is that I've got a new book coming out and it's a bit of a different genre to The Joyful Frugalista, but not so different if you think about it. And it's called The Joyful Startup Guide. And really, I felt called to write this because when I left work in October 2019, or at least left work the first time, I ended up back there last year, which was a bit odd. I thought I had it all figured, but I realized I didn't and I'm still learning, but it's really wanted to encapsulate some of those learnings to make it easier for people to make the jump. I mean, I used to be in the Commonwealth Public Service, as you know, Neil, because you're still there and it is quite a different culture. You go from a culture which is very 
risk adverse. I mean, it has to be by the nature of what you do. It has to be very considered to something where you have to take a lot of personal risks and takes a lot of courage. And I felt that I was working with a lot of people who had a passion or wanted to do something and they didn't know where to start. And so I really wanted to help make it easy. And I think we're seeing that now too in the US with the great resignation and starting to see trends of that in Australia too, where people are going, you know what, through COVID, I'm just not finding my job is bringing me joy. And I want to move somewhere else. I want to do something different. I want to do something that is aligned with my passion and purpose and also makes money for me too, so I can live the life that I want to live. What about courses? Oh yeah, courses. I've got four of my Six Weeks to Abundance signature courses on this year, and I've just put them on the website. And the first one starts very soon. It starts on the 9th of February. I'm really passionate about this course. You know this because I come back after I've done a course and an evening and I'm just absolutely buzzing. Just really love being able to have honest and authentic conversations with people, mainly women in small group situations, because we don't talk about money enough. We don't talk about it. And it's not just how to invest. It's also the values we place on money. So I cover everything from savings in the first week to looking at how to invest, to have an honest discussion about that too, rather than pretending you've got everything figured. It's a very safe space to getting out of debt, which we also don't talk about enough, to how to go forward in our careers, money and relationships, a whole range of stuff. And it's just so fulfilling. Like People in my course have come away anywhere between $500 and $14,000 richer. Now, $14,000 blew me away as well, but they were... That's amazing. Yeah, <laughs> that blew me away. But no, it's, it's a true story. There were various things that they wanted to do. And, and often two people do the course and even during the course, they change jobs. Often we are in like a fishbowl kind of mentality of thinking only about what is now rather than thinking about is what is possible. And when you're in a group situation, it's not just me, the facilitator, talking to people like you're all helping each other. And people go, well, you know, you could get another job with more money or you could refinance your mortgage to get a better rate or you could start investing because I'm investing and I'm really doing well from it. It is just so incredibly transformative. Talking about investing, you must have some financial goals. I do have financial goals. Funny about that. Neil and I, thank you, lovely Neil, we sat down together or at least I kind of said, right, what is our goal on New Year's Day? And we picked a figure. So we've sort of slowly transitioning away from property and more into ETFs, Um, mainly, well, you know the reason, don't you, Neil? No, tell everyone. Because, you know, property can be a bit painful sometimes. We can't, as Noel Whittaker said, you can't sell the back steps. (laughs) I love that. Well, I do love property. I will always love property. But I guess as Neil's, my lovely interviewer, as you ending your working life, it makes sense to sort of transition to other things. So we sold one property last year. We've got another three investment properties plus where we live. And so we're now transitioning more to ETFs, mainly working with Perla because I really like their online platform. By the way, if you would like to have one free trade, use the code Serena Beta, B-E-T-A, and you can get one free trade with Perla. And I really like using them as a platform. I'm a bit addicted, aren't I? Yeah, you've got a record for the amount of checks you've done in a in a day or something. Or I think they do recommend you don't check what you're doing with your investment so much. Meant to sort of set and forget. I think I'm a big believer in you achieve what you track. And if I'm focused on it and I'm watching it, like it really helps. And I get really excited because I'm like, wow, I'm really growing this. It just feels really empowering. 
What about family goals? You must have some family goals. Oh, I don't care about family at all. (laughs) Uh, Well, I've got my eldest son starting high school this year and then, of course, Neil's reaching retirement, aren't you, honey? You've got 18 months to go. Yeah, 18 months to go until I collect some super. Yeah, he's on a particular scheme where he really has to retire in 18 months, so we're gearing up towards that. And Neil wants to go traveling around Australia a bit more. So that's going to happen about 18 months. So we're gearing up about thinking about how to make that happen. Um, As a family, we're hopefully, if the border's open, going to get away for some cruises, hopefully one in May and hopefully one in December. They're big family cruises with my in-laws as well and other family members. Using up the future cruise credits because we had so many cancelled. We'd had so many cancelled. Bounce, 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 bounce down the line. Yeah. Yeah. So it's no longer as frugal as when we started off and got good deals. (laughs) And if you want these things to happen, you've got to pay some money. Yeah. You've got to support industries and. Yeah. And Austin. Otherwise, it'll disappear. Is in high school this year. So we're sort of in that sweet spot where they still think I'm cool and good to hang out with. And I reckon I've only got another couple of years before they don't want to have anything to do with me. You've been there before. Maybe two years. Maybe two years. (laughs) (laughs) You're uncool. Yeah, well, so far we're in the sweet spot where, you know, they still like hanging out with us and they're, they're really cute, so it's kind of good. But, yeah, they're the main sort of family goals for this year, hopefully to get away a bit more. And we bought a new tent over Christmas. Beware the middle aisles of Eldie, I say. <laughs> <laughs> yes, there's some attractive <laughs> items there. And the tent ended up in our shopping trolley, which is, once again, beware using a shoppy trolley and beware looking at the middle aisles of Eldie combined. Actually, it was a good bargain and it's great. And we've used it twice already. We went camping just for one night, just close to Canberra, actually. It was like literally 25 minutes from home, only 10 minutes to the outskirts of Canberra and uh, $30 a night to go camping. So it was really fun. Yeah, had, had some good times. The river was beautiful. Oh, you know, swimming in fresh river water. Almost mountain water, isn't it? Yeah, yeah it was coming down from the Brindabella, so coming down from the mountains. And we'd had good rain, thankfully not when we were there. So it was flowing like not to the extent that it was dangerous. It was a bit fresh. It was a bit fresh, wasn't it? <laughs> it was a bit hard to get in. but uh, was just... Once you're in, it was beautiful. Yeah, and it's just lovely not having the chlorine. And as much as I love salt water, there's something special about fresh water. So that was good. And then the boys camped overnight, one night, just in the backyard of our apartment complex. Yeah, we had to set it up to clean it. So use the opportunity to let the boys have a, a sleep overnight sort of thing. Yeah. Oh, gosh, they chatted to one in the morning. And then you got out in the balcony and told them (laughs) to be quiet. (laughs) Anyway, thankfully the neighbours didn't complain. I think most people were still away over Christmas, so it was good. So, yeah, hopefully we can do a few more of those little getaways as well as a family. And we've got good friends at Tarthra, so we go down the coast and visit them and go and swim in the ocean, which is lovely too. Moving on, what events have you got coming up this year? You must have some fabulous events coming up, knowing you. Well, funnily enough, since you're married to me, Well, thank you for that question. I'm planning an International Women's Day event that will happen on the 8th of March here in Canberra. The theme this year for UN Women is about gender equality and sustainability. And I have a fabulous speaker, the amazing Mia Swainson, who's founder of the Zero Waste Canberra movement. And she's got a book coming out soon, actually. So she's got a book deal and it's going to be coming out soon. And she's always just so inspiring, like really has some great practical tips. So I'm just looking at the venue that I want, but it will be on Tuesday the 8th of March and I'll have details up soon once we finalise that. You must have your own book launch. How would you know that? (laughs) (laughs) 
So my next book, The Joyful Startup Guide, is out in early April. Just this week, two days ago, actually, I saw the drafts for the cover and I was just blown away. So the cover designer, I think her name's Krista from Christabel Designs, I think from memory, and she's just done so many fabulous designs. She's an award-winning artist. She's designed for Leanne Moriarty, for Rebel Wilson's new book, for Clementine Ford, I think Kate Nunn, a number of others. And I was looking and going, oh my God, I just read that book from the library over the weekend and I was drawn to it by the cover and it was a fabulous book. And now that same illustrator, that same artist is designing the cover for the Joyful Startup Guide. And some people have been providing comment on it. You can see the two designs we're narrowing it down to in the Facebook group for the Joyful Frugalista. And they're both beautiful. It's really hard to make a decision, but there seems to be a clear winner over of one of them, but I won't say which one. But yeah, it's fabulous. So looking for a book launch in early April with pre-sales in March. So yeah, it is a slightly different genre. It's not about saving money, but it's that next step. It's that next step of how to create money and how to create abundance. You've always wanted to go to FinCon, but COVID mm. has caused some issues. Two years in a row, it's been unachievable for us. Would you go there this year? What's, what's going on? Oh, I hope so. And I hope my husband might come with me. What do you think? Maybe. He might come with me. It might be during your 50th though. Might be, yeah, around at the time that I turn 50. So we'll have to wait and see. So FinCon's this big conference in the US for money nerds. So people who are money creators and been super keen to go and a little bit scared too, a bit of imposter syndrome there being around some fabulous names of people. But I think it would just be absolutely amazing to find out more about what's happening about financial literacy education in the US. And I think it would give me a real kind of sense of how I can better serve my community and what they want to do. Don't know where it will be yet. It was in Austin, Texas last year. Somewhere in the States, Um, I presume. I haven't haven't set a destination yet. All work and no play makes Serena a very dull bird. (laughs) I love the play on words here. Yeah, yeah. you're skating on a thin ice there, Neil. (laughs) What have you got planned to brighten your feathers this year? I've already talked about the cruises. Have you? Yeah, we've already talked about the cruises and we've got camping and... Don't, Don't forget we've got some... Tickets to a, a show. Oh, yeah, we're going to the Crowded House concert. Yeah, that's my doing, yeah. Yeah, I know, you love Crowded House, but we're really looking forward to it. So We save all this money, we might as well spend a little bit on things we love. That's the benefit of saving money. Yeah, well, it's, it is interesting because in my first marriage for so long, we were just really focused on building up our portfolio and we had a lot of investment properties, which had we held on to it would be worth a fortune now. But we just sort of never really went out or never really did anything because we were sort of always always saving money so it's just it's a nice feeling now that you can go oh yeah there's a concert on yeah let's just go like it's just not a problem yeah it's that work-life balance everything everything's a balance yeah well I mean you know you've had you've had cancer and you've had a heart attack and had pneumonia twice Neil you know you don't live yeah, forever yeah got, got a few cat lives used up yeah <laughs> you've got a, quite a few you're a very driven person you always seem to achieve amazing things you're always busy with initiatives and activities. Everyone wants to know, how do you do it? <laughs> you know the answer to this too, Neil, because you're there for me when I get really stressed. <laughs> but no, quite seriously, I've got a chapter about productivity in the new book, The Joyful Startup Guide. A lot of it comes down to making decisions and avoiding procrastination. I never procrastinate, do I? No. I'm normal. I'm There's human. a jigsaw puzzle there. You, you just distract yourself a little bit. Oh, gosh, the amount of jigsaw puzzles I've done over the last 
last two years. It helps you zone. It does help me zone. It does help me focus. But I do think there is a culture, particularly for women, doing too much. And I think we need to move away on the question of how you achieve so much to more about how you set boundaries and how you have more self-care. And I'm learning to do that too. I'm learning to say no to things. And it is hard because people look to you to do things. And particularly when they're volunteer things and organisations that you really are passionate about and you know you're not really going to have time. It's kind of, it feels uncomfortable to say no, but then the risk is you burn yourself out running around doing all these things and you spread yourself too thin. Yeah. We're drawing to the end of my questions here. Like you ask all your guests, I want to know what your frugalista tip is. (laughs) Just one. (laughs) Like I've got a whole book full of tips. (laughs) Yeah, well, maybe that's your tip to go buy the the Joyful Frugalista book. Go buy the Joyful Frugalista (laughs) book and it will certainly... Or or go on your course. Or go on my course and both of those things you will save a lot of money and also earn a lot of money too. But I guess my big tip, apart from those things, and actually seriously I do really appreciate people who buy my book. It makes a huge difference. Being able to show the metrics to the publishers means then I'm able to go forward and write new books. Like it's not always a given, like I really need people to go and buy the book to give that support because that gives me then the encouragement I need to keep writing. (laughs) As much as I love people borrowing the book from the library and that's fabulous too, please, if you've, you've borrowed it from the library and you've really enjoyed it, go and buy it and give it as a gift for someone. I'd really, really appreciate it because like I said, this is what keeps me going. But my big kind of frugalista tip I think is actually about appreciation. I think when you really have gratitude for the things in your life you already have, you don't need new things. Like often it's like, oh, I need a new car because I need the latest model. But like if you actually appreciate the car you've got, you do the maintenance on the car, you've got your vacuum it. How many times have I ever vacuumed the car? Your first car, the old Toyota, <laughs> could have fed, fed a hungry family for um, a year with the amount of crumbs under the boy's seats. I think that was the most lovely gesture you did for me. We were, had only been dating a couple of months and you cleaned out my car for me. It was just fabulous. But anyway, in general. Um, <laughs> I've never seen you vacuum that car. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so, but, um, my it, job. <laughs> thank you, honey. See, I'm very appreciative. I'm very appreciative for my husband because he cleans the car and vacuums it out. But, you know, whatever you have, repair, reuse, appreciate what you have rather than thinking that you need to go out and buy the latest and the best thing because it just really refrains everything. Like you suddenly don't feel like you need to spend a lot of money. It's quite a trap to get caught up in brand names and new things and it can really drag you behind financially. Yeah, and even I'm seeing at the moment with this latest boom in property, which really concerns me for a number of reasons and perhaps not the reasons you think, is that people feel now they have to buy the house, no matter whether or not it fits in with their financial goals or not. Whereas if you stop and go, well, actually, can I be grateful now where I am at? I know there is a huge homeless issue in Australia and there's a lot of hidden homelessness with people couch surfing and there's a lot of stuff. But if we can avoid this panic about missing out and actually just sort of think about where is the gratitude in terms of where I'm at right now, it can really reframe. And as you know, we live in an apartment and we had planned to buy a house again. I'd had a house in the suburbs that I'd had fully paid off and you had a big house. And I say big because you're on acreage. So it was a big house outside of Canberra. And in a way, we would have been better off holding onto those. But we could sit here and complain about it and talk about other things. But where we live now in an apartment, it's given us such a fantastic lifestyle because we're so close to inner Canberra and great schools for my kids. And 
You can even cycle to work when yeah. you are working. Save a heap on car parking. Save a heap on car parking and other things. So I think just reframing things in terms of where's the gratitude, where's the appreciation, and the appreciation for people in your life too. Like I could be complaining about you, Neil. <laughs> <laughs> Never. <laughs> Don't plan to do I'm that. I'm perfect. Oh, of course you are. Um, <laughs> all my kids, you know, they're always making mess, which they are because they're boys, but just reframing everything is just even though it's not possible to be perfectly happy all the time, that just reframing that is just really powerful. Yeah. Looking for the gift in things. Looking for the gift in things, indeed. Yes. So we'll wind this up, but you can do all the thank yous and that you usually do, because I can't remember how you say it and what you do. Well, thank you to my husband, Neil, who is the producer of the Joyful Frugalista podcast, and thank you so much for interviewing me today. And if you enjoyed this podcast, I would really love you to share it with your friends and also to like and comment, especially if you're listening to this via Apple Podcasts. Make sure to join the Joyful Frugalista Facebook group to participate in conversations about this and other topics. Did I do it all right, Neil? Yes, but I want to know if people can feedback, is this a good scenario, me interviewing you occasionally, not all the time? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'd love to hear that. How has Neil done as an interviewer? Have you liked hearing him? Or would you like to hear more from Neil? No, no one wants to find out me. I'm an introvert. I'm not an extrovert <laughs> like you. Oh, there's there's a gift in that. <laughs> well, thank you very much for allowing me to interview and to switch roles today. Well, thanks, honey. Okay. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Looking to turbocharge your saving and investment goals in 2022? Join me for my next course starting on 9th of February. Over six weeks, we'll cover everything from saving to investing and growing your income. As a special for my podcast listeners, receive a discount of $50 if you use the code PODCAST. See the Joyful Fruit Lister website for details. You've been listening to The Joyful Frugalista with Serena Bird. And of course, sound has been by Neil Hadley. i